Hello, hello, and welcome back to another episode of Podcast Assemble, the show where you come for your regular geeky downloads. My name's Tommy, and I'm delighted, as always, to be joined by my friend and co-host across a different pond. It's DL. As always, good to see you, Tommy. As always, it's been a while, though. Pick, it's, pick a pond. It's not really always, as, as of late. I've had a bit of a... <laughs> <laughs> bit of a gap but um been a rough start to the year it has i'm across the i guess where are you you'd be what ocean what pond are we speaking of is it the indian ocean i don't even know look this this is a podcast about geeky stuff definitely not about geography <laughs> some, <laughs> that is not my strong suit that, that is at all that is quite geeky cartography the making of maps anyway making of maps perhaps absolutely how are you mate i'm good man i'm good i've uh You've just got back across a different pond, right? Your yeah, man. I I went to I the last three or four weeks have been pretty crazy. I went to New York, then I went to L.A., and then back to damn um, Houston. Saw the fight with uh, Whitaker and uh, Stylebender, which was awesome. Yeah, and then uh, went to Vegas for work for a week, and then back to L.A. and then back to Sydney for work in quotation marks for work, dude. <laughs> if I never go back to that place again, I'll be happy. Saps your soul. You say you say that every time. I feel like there's a part of you that loves I, it. I don't have. I mean, once you're there, yeah, but I don't have a choice, bro. It's just <laughs> you gotta go. And you, once you're there, you, once you're there, all you can do is enjoy the fucking depravity. Of enjoy it all. the ride. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, my work does it every just before Christmas. Normally, they haven't done it for the last few years. They've been super cautious about anything which is more than like a handful of people. Yeah, COVID, and obviously. it's just like, and they save a bunch of money, so like, fuck it, why not? Well, that's Let's what I'm saying. Let's pretend we're being safe. <laughs> exactly. It's it's real times now, so I'm pretty sure it's about saving that money. I was just going to ask you how you've been, bro, because it's, it's been a bit, but... It's been a minute. Uh, I yeah. am... I'm pretty sure I'm jet lag on jet lag right now. It's, it's a long old story for another yeah. time, but I was in the UK for four weeks. I flew home for about six days, realized I was in completely the wrong place, so I flew got from Sydney, turned yeah. back around, and came back to the UK. And I'm not sure what time zone my body's on, but it's definitely neither of the above. <laughs> yeah, fair, fair. <laughs> I'm just a bit like of a space cadet right now. <laughs> so, and yeah, but I'm doing up. good, man. That's good. As, as good as you can be, you know. Hey, just before we get started, I wanted to give a quick shout. We are starting another competition. Yay! Yay! We need, like, some of those sound effects in the background of people, like, cheering, like, yeah. No, I'm super excited. We're making it a little easier this time. However, it is once again going to be a, a prize of a $100 AUD cinema voucher. Super excited. There's a whole bunch Ooh. of amazing movies coming out. Hopefully, we're going to get to speak about a few of them coming up in the next few weeks. I know you're excited. Essentially, you need to find us at Podcast Assemble on Instagram. Tag three of your geekiest friends in one of our upcoming posts. And you'll be in with a chance of winning. I know, like I say, I know you're pumped for this. Yeah, totally. It's way easier than last time, so... Should be uh should be a good one, you know. That's a lot. You can get a lot done with a hundred dollars at a at a movie theater. You go on a date. Absolutely. Take a made out for a nerdy little film adventure. You can go on three movies. Like do what you want to do. I was gonna solo. say, yeah. if you can convince your mate to co- to tag you as one of their geeky friends, maybe yeah. you can have a quid pro quo thing, tip for tap. Yeah. You can take each other if you win. Um, we had a fantastic uh, turnout last time. It's really good. Uh, good buddy MCU Informer won. So we're looking forward to seeing all of your geeky friends and also 
for the lucky winners and maybe some runners up there'll be a couple of cheeky exclusives coming to you as well Ooh. i know um we've got some pod ass t-shirts that uh, only a handful <laughs> of people in the entire world have so i think we should those... actually make a pod ass t-shirt well like, like that, <laughs> that would be pretty that would be you know adventurous maybe right? one of the fans could do that I, i'm absolutely not into that right now but um yeah it's super simple <laughs> Find one of our posts. You'll find them on our Instagram at Podcast Assemble. Tag your three geekiest friends and they can tag you as well. And we will be announcing the winner in two weeks' time on the pod, which should release on the 6th of March. And there'll be T's and C's, all that stuff. Lucky, T's and C's social media included. guy. Uh, <laughs> social media guy, Lucky, told me to tell to, to say that up top because there absolutely will be, as always. But anyway, as as uh, as we always say, there's going to also be time codes in the description. Is that how I say it? Time codes. Yeah, time you can jump codes. About you if you want to listen to different things. So, what have you exactly. been up to, buddy? What what have you been filling all this time with? Beyond traveling the world and and rallying up sales reps, um, I've <laughs> been watching a lot of stuff. Actually, I, I kind of just caught up a bit and then found new things that I actually want to watch that I haven't. So, oh, I, exciting. I, yeah, I watched a bit of uh, Hawkeye. Look, it's just really not doing it for me. I'm like halfway through. I'm really. Like, boring but i'll finish it that's fair enough um i started this show on showtime and i now have access to a showtime account by the way so Ooh. we've got we've got another little stream we got all of them at this point minus like peacock i think i might even have amazon now we can watch everything yeah so it's this show called yellow jackets have you heard of it okay no it, it it's basically like it follows this soccer team that is in high school like all-girls soccer team they're playing crashes and like at this point you don't know where but I think it's, uh-huh. it gets mentioned eventually. Uh, it is a real place. And in the middle of the woods. And it's kind of like, a, did you ever read the book The Hatchet in, in school? No. Nope. It's kind of like Lord of the Flies meets The Ooh. Hatchet meets like Lost. Interesting. And it's so far, it's really, really, I'm really intrigued. It's got parts where I'm like, oh, that's a bit gimmicky. But mostly it's really good. And it, it follow, it's like, like an all-female cast, basically. There's like two male characters. It's Yellow good. Jacket, you say? Yellow Jackets. It basically, and it time cuts a lot like Lost. If you ever watched Lost, it was like, yeah, yeah. You, you know, it follows the present, and then randomly you'll jump to the future of these yeah, same yeah, characters, yeah. and you're kind of trying to figure out what's happened in between as these two timelines are happening. And then sometimes it even goes to the the like the far past where these where these individuals Ooh. are like children. So there's a couple different timelines. It's got you know, it, it's edging the line of like survival horror with a little bit of supernatural i don't know if it's i'm too early to say if it's real or not but uh i like when things keep you on a knife edge i like when they don't explain it to you and it's like oh there could be a bit of supernatural there might not be exactly that's exactly what it's doing and it's really good so i I, watching that finished uh the book of bubba fett which had a strong finish i have two episodes to go and i honestly don't know if i care enough to watch them even though i know exactly what happens so so the last, like the first three, I was like, this is kind of boring. There are parts about like the Tuscan Raider thing that I was like, okay, I see what they're doing yeah, here. Yeah, it's yeah, interesting. Yeah. But like they're adding like lore to this one group that just has always been in the background. Yeah. Yeah. And they've it, almost been like a bit of a horror element, haven't they? They're almost like, uh, yeah. they're, they're almost like, uh, it personalizes them. Yeah. Big time. Yeah. So they, I liked their, their like kind of almost like Native American call out where they put that lizard up the nose and he goes on this crazy trip. That was. Have you seen that episode? It was yeah. pretty good. Um, yeah, that's cool. And then, dude, it, it connects with the Mandalorian. Obviously, everyone knows that. The last two episodes yeah. of Mandalorian. Like, yeah. I was gonna, I was gonna call this out later on, but it's, uh, it's essentially, well, people are calling it a half Delorean series. Like, it's, it's basically like, two, like two, like a th- over a third I'm of the series. Com- is I'm not complaining though. Those are the best episodes. So I would, I would. Yeah, I know. That's I would the point. watch that. I would finish it out right, and then 
I've also been watching uh, Space Force season two, which is like kind of like Steve Carell's new Netflix comedy that they have one. It's kind of like making fun of Donald Trump. And it's like the people that run the equivalent of like NASA, but a competitive one. And he, he's right. like the general that runs like SpaceX. Like yeah. um, what's his name? But it's Elon yeah, Musk. but it's not privatized. It's like a government thing. And it's, it's like a sitcom comedy. It's kind of oh, like right. the office, but in space, like but following like a space agency. Um, it's, it's interesting. interesting. I, I quite enjoy it. Um, it's mixed reviews, but I think it's pretty good. And then lastly, uh, Nightmare Alley. Have you heard about this movie? Ooh, I've heard of this. I've heard about it. I don't, I haven't watched I'm it. I'm halfway though. through, but it's got a really good cast. Uh, Bradley Cooper's like kind of headlining. Um, there's a couple other, who's the, who's the lady from like Hereditary and a couple other things. You know what I'm talking about? Um, I'll look at it. I do know who you mean. I can't, I've got a, I've heard, you know, when you Her got face. someone's like face yeah. in your mind, but you just can't but it's, put, yeah oh my god i know exactly it's um del toro uh guillermo del toro oh it's guillermo it's like del toro a, he's yeah. back he's back he's baby back, baby and it's a uh kind of like a <laughs> uh noir like detective noir kate blanchett bradley cooper tony collette Ooh. that's the one i was thinking of willem dafoe richard jenkins it's just a really good cast right and i'm really really digging it so far but i'm only halfway through because it's, it's a long movie it's like two and a half hours um so that's kind of what I've been watching. I actually am excited to watch Euphoria. No, oh my god! Which I've heard really good things about. Oh my god! I watched one episode with the partner, and oh my, I I couldn't. I just it's, it's intense, just isn't it? So intense. I was like, I can't deal with this much drama. Can't do it. I'm kind of okay. I think that Gail's gonna like. It. I think it'll be one that we would like watch together. So I'm, I'm right, gonna right. open. I'm gonna try and open up. Zendaya is great week. in it. Yeah, and Zendaya is. You know, she's my girl. She's acting real hard. <laughs> Yeah, I'm I'm stoked for her to be in that. Anyway, so that's uh, that's what I'm watching. What about you? I mean, we've had a lot of time, and I'm and I'm impressed by yeah. the amount you've managed to, to to fit in there. I like I say, I I did try and watch a bit of the Boba Fett one. I haven't really clicked with it, and I kind of know what happens anyway. And I know that there's that uh, spoilers for the Boba Fett show. We should have said that a minute ago. Uh, I know there is that weird Luke Skywalker deep fake thing that happens at the end, and I'm like, I don't, I don't really mind it. It's not that bad. Yeah, people well, people anyway, get all up in arms. It's it's fine. I've been trying to do a lot of stuff because obviously I did. I had some pretty hectic plane plane journeys, and there was one movie yeah. that I saw on my actually it, was, it must have been on the first flight over here, and I was pumped to watch it. And it is the new Edgar Wright movie. It's called Last Night in Soho. I don't know if you've heard about it, but it is super interesting. You know how Edgar Wright every movie is completely different to the last one, and mm -hmm. even if it's in the same sort of subgenre, even if it's still a comedy. It's a different sub sub genre of that. It's not going to be another zombie one. It's going to be a police procedural one. So yeah, obviously you know Edgar Wright's the guy who did the the Connetta trilogy. Baby Driver. By the way, we're going to do at some point. We are absolutely going to do the Connetta trilogy at some point. Last night in Soho is this crazy weird. Um, it's almost a horror. It's it's super deep. It's super dark. It's about this girl who moves to London, and uh, she really struggles at first and she moves into this old timey house with this old lady and she starts living in the past with this other with this girl who she's got no idea who she is but she learns about her life and it starts off all amazing and butterflies and rainbows and then all of a sudden it goes wrong and it becomes this crazy horror movie and i just like he just baffles me every time i watch an edgar ryan movie you know like did you, have you seen baby driver yeah yeah it's a good movie like it's it's um, the same sort of comparison if you compare that to like a Connetto trilogy. This is as different to Baby Driver as it is to everything else in his like in his repertoire. filmography. Yeah, yeah, it's so interesting, and I, and I just I, I didn't re like 
I, every time I say, oh, I don't know if this is something he could do, and then I watch it, I'm like, oh my God, he's just so good. So Diana Riggs in this, the yes. Queen of Thorns. Interesting. Yes. And Matt Smith. You, it's you got a Matt really Smith, good though. cast. I like Matt Smith. He was Doctor Who. I really liked him as... Oh, I thought uh, you didn't like him. Sorry, I mixed nah, it up. Also got uh, Anya, Anya Taylor-Joy in it, who is primo. She is fantastic in this. And the yeah. dude, uh, Michael, I'm going to butch this, Aho, A-J-A-O, Aho. Mm, Michael Aho. Yeah. He's, he's real good as well. Plays like a kind of scared student friend of hers who like gets kind of mixed up in it. It's really interesting. It's really good. Highly recommend if you're up for like a bit of a horror, maybe more thriller than horror, but it has some horror elements for sure. You know I am. Yeah, you love that shit. I know I do. Um, the other <laughs> thing I've been watching actually while I've been at home is a thing called Trigger Point. Uh, I, I love my BBC dramas. Damn, BBC, I'm British. It's, it's in the title. BBC, come on, man. And this, is, this isn't actually a BBC drama. It's an ITV, which is the other channel in the UK, The Competitor. But it's basically stolen a bunch of BB, BBC actors and chucked them all in together and gone, oh, let's, let's see what we can do. But it's it's about uh, a bomb disposal squad, and yeah. and and a, there's this like tar- these targeted attacks going on in and around London. It's super interesting watching this bomb disposal squad trying to get in and like you know like sniff the bombs and can they do it in time and stuff. Like I don't know, but you t- tell me what you think. But like some films, when it's got the countdown timer on, even if I know the countdown timer is you know it's it's nothing. It's a it's a fagazi. It's fagozi. I'm still like my heart's <laughs> going like this in the background. You know, I'm like yeah. I think that those like I'm always wondering when I see like the type the timers. I'm like, is it if you actually timed it? Yeah, I do. I do it, that. I do would that. It, <laughs> would it be what they're saying? It always feels longer. But maybe I always I'm wrong. do that. No word of a lie. I always do that, and it's very. And- very rare that it actually matches up. It's like yeah. one in one in one in five, one in six. I feel like if I ever make a movie, I will ensure that that is the case. That would be my it dream. Should, should match up. Not only you making a movie DL, but also you making the time <laughs> match up. Um, how about how about there's, there's, any, there's anything one, else? Or yeah, there's there's one other thing I actually caught up with because we talked about it last time. I thought I'd just say I I did finally 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 watch it, which was Spider Man Far From Home. Um, I, I've had it on my list for so long and I I finally got the partner to watch it in those few glorious days when I was back in Sydney and it's just such a wholesome move, man. I really like that film. So I, I was getting right before we left, Gil and I were about to watch that. We cracked into the beginning of it. So we'll have to finish it. We'll have to finish it. Um, cause she watched Homecoming and she liked it a lot. So. Right, right, right. So yeah, yeah. Cause she wanted she wanted to watch the newest one, right? She wanted to watch No Way Home, but you yeah, were like, absolutely not. <laughs> you have to watch it. I almost feel like I have to make her watch the other Spider Mans as well. Yeah, we talked about this last time. I think. What, what did you? I, I told on you. That? I told you this is a great chance for you to watch the Andrew Garfield ones, but I don't think she'll enjoy them at all. I don't know. Like maybe because they're so bad, she will. She tends to like like so- dumb bad <laughs> movies. <laughs> no, they're, they're not like dumb bad. They're just real bad. <laughs> okay, fair call. Speaking of the MCU, by the way. Yeah, tell tell me right now. Speaking of that amazing new Spider-Man movie, have you yes. seen the Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness trailer from the Super Bowl? I think I did. Mind blown! Like so much happening in this trailer. There are different versions of Doctor Strange. There are different villains that we've not seen before. There is a voice cameo of your absolute favorite, Sir Patrick Stewart. You don't see him. Wow. You don't see him. But wow. it is very much it is very much his voice, and there are so many theories and rumors, man. I think I'm just gonna go. This is my trailer. I know how excited I am for this. I don't need to watch anymore. Put it in a box, yeah. Yeah, exactly. Put it in a it, box. It, yeah. it just looks I, cool. I, it just looks I'm, phenomenal. Like you'll. There is there is one other thing I wanted to ask you about though. 
it, they released a, an image or like a like a poster for it with all shards of glass breaking around Doctor Strange. There's one yeah. tiny little shard of glass that everyone thinks is Deadpool. Now tell me, right? What do you think? Would you would you like Deadpool in this movie? I think that having those two go off each other would be fucking hilarious. It'd be so weird. <laughs> I think it'd be really good. So I'd be down. But it does seem like it's a. Uh, it does seem like he's kind of like the, the the tone of the movie season or the tone of this movie would be very very opposite. But so much. I think I think that they'd be able to pull it off if it was a quick cameo. Like I mean, this is the movie to bring him in. Yeah, yeah, no, it'd be it'd be it. Yeah, I agree. Like this is how you get Ryan Reynolds into the MCU. Yeah, I feel like if I uh, if I, if we went back even before we were watching this podcast when they announced like the new phases and w- all watching these the podcast, do we watch this? Or, sorry, we're doing the podcast <laughs> when when they announced all the new phases and like you know Endgame had just happened and basically there was all these movies that had had names but no some of them didn't even have names. It was like ex- it was like uh, yeah yeah yeah, yeah. Uh, untitled this movie untitled follow up right yeah yeah. yeah, um, yeah. This was always the one I was most excited for, so I'm pretty pumped. Which is which is kind of funny because if if you uh, if you go back to our episode on <laughs> movies most excited for for 2022, I think you'll Are you find trying to jab <laughs> me because yeah, you stole it. Oh my god! I don't think I stole it. I think Benedict I was. Arnold. I think I just did my. Uh, I did my notes. You were just a little bit more prepared. Yeah, you're yeah, just exactly. A little bit more prepared than me. Don't, but, like, don't rock I'd up stake, unprepared. I'd staked that claim so long ago that we we can roll the tapes, bro. Anyway. Um, it's it's no, true, it's gonna be an unreal movie. I can't wait. I, I I don't I don't think it needs like a Deadpool cameo, for example, because of all the other stuff it looks like it's doing. Like the stuff with Wanda alone just looks unbelievable. Yeah. Like nah, I can't wait to see what she does. Um, but did you hear this week as well? Looper is reporting that uh, Dune Part Two is gonna start filming this summer, and by summer, I assume they don't mean Australian summer. No, they don't. They they're already doing it. It's pretty awesome. I'm still. Well, I mean, like they had to, right? They had to do it fast because they look had at, to. like. Look at the people in that fucking film. Absolutely. Like, they're so in demand. Like, Zendaya, freaking, even, what's his name? Uh, Timothy Chalamet is in everything. He's the new Willy Wonka. Yes. <laughs> Who needs to see that movie? And then, what's his name? Uh, who's who's the one that's like, they're animals. Um, what's his name? Dave Batista? Yeah, no, no. Uh, Who are you talking about? The, Thanos. They're, oh. They fight like animals. Get everything with guns in the air. In the air. Um, he's Josh Brolin. popular as hell. So, like, you knew, like, if they were going to greenlight that, they had to get everyone's schedules freaking lined up quick. So, I'm glad Absolutely. they did. I'm um, surprised they got the cast to all line up to perfect ones to do it. I mean, I, I was reading a thing about a lot of the stuff in the Spider-Man No Way Home movie, and there's a lot of yeah. compositing where the people aren't actually there at the same time. They've just yeah, been, like, sense. layered over. So, yeah. I mean, I wouldn't be surprised to do a bit of that. I mean, Villanova, like, he, he's he's going to attract them. Like, they, they're obviously down. It's just a matter of, like, you know, what else have they committed to? Um, and then I also read about Dune that apparently the uh, the writer, he you know, when he started the writing the first one, he, like, had this crazy intro sequence that was basically, like, you know, Dune, like, the genesis of the Bible, but for Dune. And, Ooh. like, talked about how the world was made and, like, it was, like, this crazy kind of prequel intro sequence to the world. And the villain was like, this looks really cool, but if I make this, I can't afford the rest of the movie. So <laughs> we're putting this one, we're cutting this one onto the cutting room floor. Maybe next um, time. Yeah, exactly. Oh man, I'd love to see that. I'd love to at least see the storyboarding of that because there's yeah. bound to be some sort of... For sure. There, there probably would be. Yeah, it's that, that'll be sketched out. Have you, did you also see that we got a first look at Cillian Murphy in Oppenheimer? I did. I mean, it's just Cillian Murphy. But it just kind of looks like Tommy. From fucking yeah, it does. <laughs> like Peaky, Peaky Blinders. Blinders. <laughs> yeah. 
I don't know what's different about that picture. I mean, he's a bit more, uh, he's a bit sharper. He looks a little bit more like the 50s as opposed to the 40s. But Look, I mean, um, we I, talked about that yeah. cast. That cast is stacked to the rafters, man. Like, I, there's just no way that's not going to be a good movie. Like, I just don't believe, I think everything's going to be good about it. But how's he going so. to fit in his weird time travel thing that he always does in all of his movies, Mr. Nolan? He doesn't do that in fucking Dunkirk, does he? He d- In Dunkirk, it, the time was set. Like, there's a, I can't. God, I can't. I don't have the brain space for Dunkirk right now, but it is definitely <laughs> the like the time one. is dilated. Like one set is going, it is going at a slower pace than the rest of it. I can't remember, but he absolutely does. There's this always weird something time to do with, with time. It. Yeah, there is. Well, I mean, we're we're talking about like nuclear fission and fusion. I'm sure he'll find some way to. Oh, that's a fair point to actually. weave no, it in probably be a new watchman <laughs> yeah um, <laughs> it'll be a big blue dude with, with his dick out <laughs> gross dude did you uh did you did you see that horizon forbidden west has been released i i want to see something I do you have it stop I it i came home stop it to this on my desk. there's a, a mo- moment right oh, now shit. dre is just moving his ah oh, my days he is, is zooming really right in desk. That Apparently so it cool. was like on pre-order. My mom got it for me, and like while I was gone, it came in. So, but I again, this is similar your mom to like got it for you. That's awesome. Yeah, she, she did. Similar to the Last of Us, I haven't played the first one, <laughs> so I've got to oh, play damn. the first one before I play this one. But dude, um, the first one is massive. I'm pretty excited. Like, it looks like a fucking. Sick. It's got dinosaurs, like native. The new ones. Yeah, I mean, I mean, yeah, both. It's... They both have like robo dinosaurs. Well, friend of the show, yeah. Joe, my my buddy. Uh, friend of mine from melbourne he's been he was harking on harking on at me to play the first one for so long and i was like fine god i even had it i'd had it for like two years just sat in my room and i was like fine i'll play it because i don't like you know i don't like stuff with bows and arrows and shit but i played it and and hand-eye coordination is off i don't have it at all (laughs) no no hand-eye coordination in this side of the pond yeah Uh, yeah, exactly dude if i could play it with my feet i'd be exceptional um (laughs) <laughs> uh but yeah i i played it and the first game is unbelievable and it sets up a sequel nicely actually so i'm i'm intrigued to know where they're going to take it i probably won't buy it immediately because i've got a couple of games to play first i've still got yeah. ghost of tsushima that's sat at home i've got a, a game my uh, partner bought me for christmas at home so i eventually i'll be able to play my playstation again and i might do <laughs> i might actually yeah. play some video games i need to take like a vacation just to play my playstation <laughs> i have so Tell many games piled up <laughs> anyway. Tell me about it uh but yeah that i mean that's for me, that's a lot of the news I've been seeing this, these last. There's couple a couple weeks. other things I I wanted to point out, but please, um, if, unless. So, did you see? Have you seen the reviews that Elden Ring is getting? No, it's like apparently the best reviewed game in history. Really, IGN wow. gave it a ten, and like the Metacritic score is off the charts. Like it's a and like the thing is, I didn't want to play this game. I was like, it looks too big, it looks too hard, and now I'm like, uh-huh. fuck, do I have to? Like, yes, you have to. Do I have to? I think I'm gonna play that before I play Horizon. Yeah, we'll see. I, I can't say that because I have her. Yeah, that's so. true. But the and the other, hey, the other how one, about Uncharted. How about we do a guess. swap? Like I'll buy, I'll buy Elden Ring. Yeah, I'll play it. And then when you finish Horizon, we'll swap. Easy, easy. Too easy. Um, when, when, and then the other one I wanted to point out was Uncharted, uh, Drake's Uncharted movie is coming out as you'd expect a casual just like six, six to yeah. seven <laughs> on yeah, most. Yeah. <laughs> on six point five. Like it should be the should be the new offer. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I don't. I don't know. We should probably watch then, it at some point. We should probably try and go and for see sure. It. And then did you see that the White Lotus guy, uh, Fred Hetchinger? You you watched that yeah, show, right? Has been slow. has been cast as like, came chameleon in or like hypothetically chameleon in the Craven the Hunter film. I did. I don't. I mean, yeah. I. 
there's so many of those do you have any opinion sony verse movies i don't know how much i care like i'm just like oh i was gonna ask if you had an opinion on it because like you you know you watched that show yeah he's good um, i like I him not. i think he plays yeah. an angsty dude pretty well like i don't know a huge amount about the chameleon other than like his name gives a lot away about him uh <laughs> I, i'm excited about this the the aaron taylor johnson playing craven the hunter there's there's i mean the two together could be great but i'm at the same time like he is a spider-man could, it could he, also be such he's a, a spider-man yeah. villain like you can't do it yeah. without spider-man how they're trying to do it i just don't get it i don't either but the and then my last bit of news thomas is uh is uh, a return of the weird news oh yes i can't wait and when i'm did you know that an asia air flight was stopped after a passenger spotted a motherfucking snake <laughs> on, this on the motherfucking, motherfucking plane, plane. <laughs> could you imagine Did he really? the picture it's like it's like inside like a light and it's like this big green snake and this guy's like you know they're about to take off could you just imagine looking at me oh like, this my is, god uh, probably not kosher i'm terrified of snakes in general like i just think nah absolutely not I, especially on planes. well i remember one time in, in like like primary school when i was probably about i don't know nine they brought like a massive python yeah. in. They're like, oh, who wants to put it around their shoulders? And everyone was like, you do it, you do it. And I was like, so terrified I couldn't even touch it. I was like, absolutely fucking not. So that would scare <laughs> the bejesus out of me. <laughs> Fair. Look, before we move on to our final bit of news, well, it's, it's actually a cheeky roundup, actually. Let us know what you guys have heard. We would love to know if there's anything we've missed. There's been so much news in the last four to six weeks, however long we've been away. Which uh, we've been not which we, we yeah, Well, so. which we haven't brought up for a reason, because we'd love you guys to send it to us. Hit us up on Podcast Assemble on yeah. Instagram. We are there. Remember the remember the competition while you're there. Um, I just thought I'd give you one final bit of news, which is kind of just a wrap-up of a heap of uh, TV stuff. I mean, you've probably read the title of the episode by now, so this is kind of like a lead into that for sure. So it's new TV shows, renewals, new seasons, revivals. Are you ready for about seven TV shows? Futurama is coming back to Hulu in 2023. Uh, A Warner Brothers lawsuit has revealed that Edge of Tomorrow, the Tom Cruise movie, which I absolutely love, is uh, apparently getting a TV show. Loving the sound what? of that. I'm just going to spin through these. It's quicker. And then we can yeah, we yeah, can pick ahead. out a few at the end. Um, Stranger Things season four will premiere on May. My, my computer says Matt 27th. I'm not sure what that's supposed to mean on Netflix. But will apparently end with season five. Another one. Loki season two reportedly start filming in 2022. Peacemaker has been greenlit for a second season. Thank the Lord. And it's got good the reviews, last yeah. one is that Deadline is reporting that Halo pre being released has been renewed for a second season by paramount we, we've not even seen anything other than that tiny little teaser trailer um we know nothing about it about but that. they're thinking it's promising enough to warrant a second season condensed down how do you all of that stuff are you excited i am dude i am there's some of those that i'm like why like the edge of tomorrow like wasn't that story told so long ago what else can you do but yeah um and it's like it's almost like somebody's like well we can make some money here like that's oh, for absolutely sure yeah um then the Stranger Things, I'm glad they're ending it at five. I don't want that. Like Honestly, I thought they'd end it after this. Season. I'm with that too. I, I feel like um, they could have done so, three and four and made it three a better a better story and four a better story. Yeah. I feel like there was yeah. an episode so, in season two that everyone hates when she runs, when Eleven runs away for like a day. Yeah, it was it was weird. Yeah, I just it wish they'd weird. have like just stuck with it because sometimes, sometimes those that. weird yeah. ideas are the ones that really like get in your brain and go, 
that could be an interesting thing. And I wish they'd have just given us more of that and more about those the other people who were in the thing with us. It's it. funny. I did hate that, but it's, I think I partially, I hated it because it was so like yeah. off, off the cuff and like not fully fleshed out. And so random, like if it had more to it, maybe I would have liked it. Yeah, more, absolutely. You know? And I think, I yeah. think if they'd have built on it, maybe just had, you, you know, just, just keep flicking back to it. Like maybe she has like a, a, a connection with her, the, the other girl threw the upside down or something you know what i mean just anything and she keeps seeing her or whatever and they built they flesh that character out over time you'd be psyched to go back in another episode with that that weird little group of yeah totally misfits <laughs> it was very it was very like warriors-esque that episode. yeah um, i think anyway. they were going for that definitely with the look anyway but i think for me peacemaker and loki season two absolute highlights there like for I'm going to sure, talk about Peacemaker sure. next week because so I've not quite finished yet. I've got one episode left, but I know, I know I'm already. It's probably my favorite TV show of the last three or four years. I'm excited. It's the next thing on my yeah, list. You have, I'm excited to to dig into. Have it. to watch yeah. that. All right. Do you want to give us a bit of a preface for the main topic? Yeah. the The main topic this week um, is you know we we each put, picked like three shows that are coming out that we think won't live up Ooh, to the hype. Yeah. Speaking of TV shows. And, uh, speaking of. Yeah. Yeah. Speaking of what we just talked about, one of which I didn't talk about much, even though you just mentioned it, because it is my number one Ooh. on the list. But uh, I will. Any other things you want to preface it before we jump in, or how, how do you want to do no, this? Do I, you want to just go one, one to one. Absolutely, one? yeah. I'm excited. I'm just, we'll we'll just okay. sort of discuss. I think um, coming off the back of you know talking about all the TV shows, and also we just mentioned we talked about the Half DeLorean. Like a lot of people feel that was a letdown that TV show, and Star Wars, you know, it go it peaks and troughs at a minute. So these are TV shows that we think are doomed to fail. Now, disclaimer: I don't think no. we want them to fail. For sure, that is not what I want. <laughs> But I don't think we you know, do. I'm a jaded, I'm a jaded sales <laughs> yeah, rep, right? So I've, I've been sold this shit before and I'm not buying it. Absolutely. Well, let's jump in there, man. I'd love to know. Yeah. What, I would actually really like to know what things you think can fail. Cause I've got three that I think one of which you're going to, you're going to pick up. You're going to be like, oh yeah, I can see that. But the other two maybe less so. So I'd love to know what you think's going to. So the first one I picked, and this is not like my, I'm saving the my favorite one and the one I also think will fail the worst for last. Okay, all right. Um, but the, the first one I picked was the Fresh Prince of Bel Air. Ooh. So I just think why? the gritty reboot. Why? And I get why you're gonna do a gritty reboot, right? Like I get like if you're gonna do it, make it gritty. <laughs> but also I think that, that like totally conflicts with like what the original, the heart of the original was. Oh, absolutely. Why don't you? why don't you just make a gritty story about a young black male in a different setting that makes more sense? Yeah. Make a good TV show. Right. Like, so like make something new. Like it's, it, to me, it's just impossible to repeat Will Smith's performance. A he's kind of like one of a kind. Cause it like, he was amazing and charismatic and it like put him on the map. And now he's a superstar Absolutely. and has been for the last 30 years. And then it just like, it, there just wasn't that many all black casted shows back in the day. No. And I feel like this kind of pioneered that. And it's like, you know, are you gonna do that justice? I I don't I don't know. Yeah, um, I mean, part part, and of I the, part of the charm of the restaurants Bel Air was that, like, even though yes, uh, I would say probably sixty seven percent of it was comedic. Yeah, you absolutely had the comedy there, but it had yeah. those serious undertones. Like you think of it, it did. you think about the episode where his his dad left again and he was literally crying. Yeah. It's like 
that was the heart of that. That was the heart and soul of that show. So is, could, heart, could this could this get any of that? Yeah, it, it, yeah, hundred percent. It's heartwarming and it was positive. Yes, in its message, absolutely. Right? Like, which I think it's like harder to like make a gritty reboot. Like the the message just won't be the same. The tone won't be the same. And so why put the name on it? It's only a money grab, in my opinion. I, yeah, I think and, so too. I mean, they did, didn't they? They did like a, a like a mini teaser type trailer thing, like as like a. Yeah, uh, just throwing it out there, seeing if how people respond. People are like, "This looks great," so they've clearly just gone, "Fuck it, all right, let's do it." And and then candidly, that teaser, like the the actual show, looks more like a Disney Channel original than like creatively and oftentimes like heart heart rent. Like it doesn't seem like it's actually going to be gritty enough to make it to make a change. I feel like it's going to fall somewhere in between and just not not hit at all. And when you look at like teen dramas, right? That That's is such a crowded call. space. Yeah. Like a serious teen drama, like they, they're going against Euphoria, which is shit people love right now like everyone's talking and about that, that show deep. i just don't yeah i just don't think that like a network television because it's peacock right produced gritty show is gonna actually hit so my silver lining is maybe they'll tackle hard issues and it isn't dumbed down by its roots and by its network yeah. but i doubt i mean it. the hope for me would, yeah the you. hope for me with that would absolutely <laughs> be that they they create new stars like uh, like i mean the more diversity in our stars, the better. You know, I'm sick of seeing Tom Cruise in every totally. fucking movie of all time. So hopefully it creates totally. like a new wave of stars. But also, I, I really hope that it keeps some of the sort of like the heartwarming stuff that you mentioned. Like that's that's the biggest part of that show. Like, yeah, it can be gritty and it's definitely going to go up against things like Euphoria that is going to do it way better. Uh, but I just hope that it does keep a little bit of that, you know, that, that love that the first series came with. Yeah. How about you? What's your first Dude, one? You've thrown me because you've gone with you've not gone with the one that you think. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna start with my the, the second one I wrote about, which is. What did you did you pick the Bel Air? No, too? I I didn't. But you threw me because oh, you were like, oh, okay, I'm gonna okay. put my the one I think is gonna bomb worse last, and I'm like, ah, oh, god, maybe I should do that. So the first one I'm gonna talk okay. about is uh, the one that I thought you'd be able to pick up on fairly easily. It's Westworld season four. Now, ah, uh, I think I've talked about Westworld. A fair bit on this podcast but dude this for me the first season is an absolute mount rushmore like season of, of TV. single season of television yeah, it, yeah, yeah. i, 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 I isolated it's phenomenal it's probably one of my favorite yeah. tv shows of all time just that season but it's it's absolutely totally. smashing out the the law of diminishing returns right so the first season like i say it's this you know, ex machina-esque philosophical tale about what it means to be alive. It's exhilarating. It's got different timelines. Second season, you know, it's really good. It's doing some interesting stuff. It's playing in the same sandbox. Maybe not quite hitting the same heights. Season three. It's exactly Season true. three, yeah, I was like, exactly right. what the fuck is going on? Like, I get it. It had to evolve at some point and be a bit different. But I, it felt like they'd written a series about a completely different series and then just gone, Oh, we can put Westworld's name on this, and I'm like, that's that's not what it's meant to be. I mean, like, that's okay if you if the new series takes it like to new places and explores new versions of like what they were trying to explore, or quite frankly, is good. Yeah, I mean, on its own. I, I so I, it agree. I agree. It's like when your favorite band makes a new album, like Radiohead's freaking The Bends is not the same thing as <laughs> a OK Computer, but like you uh, you can appreciate the the I guess creative effort and quality that they bring to both styles yeah, i don't know i haven't heard a lot about season three i haven't seen it but i didn't hear that about it so, so. I, I guess um, um i guess what this is is so season one and two 
though the quality wasn't quite as quite there in the second season it was still exploring stuff within the same sort of realm so it's obviously around Westworld and there was obviously Eastworld yeah. and there were different stuff that they were di- dipping into whereas the third season was just like yeah it's the future every all the robots are bust out it's a different thing and I'm like I get you're trying to do something different but like I, it's not linking to the original show as in any real way where is it yeah. going yeah where is it going and like the yeah. like the the best bit about it was that like the ending like the last 30 seconds almost like the post credits was the only bit i was like oh that's actually really fucking interesting and the rest of it i was like <laughs> i don't know I don't know how much i care about this so i'm kind of intrigued to know yeah. kind of where that's going to go but for me i'm just you know we don't know anything really about this but the one thing that is really putting me off right now is that aaron paul is coming back and i do not like aaron paul at all <laughs> Was he in the third he's season? He's in the third season. He's like a main character what? in the third season. I had no idea. Yeah. But why would you? you know, I, I got to watch that. I got to watch Keep that. Go. But the question is, do I have to rewatch the first two seasons to even remember hmm. I what don't, the fuck happened to watch the third? I don't think you have to watch the second season. You just have to know that. I think I might just do a... I, I've seen the second season. I think I'll just watch like a summary video yeah. on YouTube. and then go I got down. After the first yeah. season, man, I got into such a deep hole on YouTube of like, what does it all mean? Like, what is this guy doing here? And, and like, literally, like, I, I was like about all the theories. And then I watched the second season. I was like, oh, yeah, I'm okay with that. And then the third season, nah, like, I just don't give a shit. Well, the, I the had to watch so YouTube. good in the yeah, first season. Yeah, absolutely. I had to watch YouTube videos it, for the third one to understand what was actually happening because I didn't really understand. Yeah. All right. Let's Let's move on. Yeah, hit me up. What's your um, next one, man? I'm intrigued because, like, to my number I, two, I, I love yeah, talking about things I that had... are gonna fail. I think this is a lot. This is way more fun than things that we actually enjoy. <laughs> yeah, and it's also like it's like it's really masochistic because I want these things Same. to succeed. Like, you, oh man, like, but I just don't know they will. If you gave me a season um, of Westworld that was anywhere near as good as the first one, I would never say a bad word about it again. But there's just no way. There's yeah, no way they yeah. can bring it back from where they were. I think it's like we need to like stop, uh, like. I guess criticizing shows that are just one and done. Some of the best shows I've ever seen are one Absolutely. and done. Like or should it could have should have been one yeah. and done. True Detective. Uh Westworld I you think s- it falls into that. You say that, that. season 3 of True Detective is as as good as the first that. one. I still haven't seen it's it. It's as good. Oh, that's a bold claim. But I'll, I'll what, watch it. Put it put it on the so, list. Get, get it watched because I would love to yeah, talk about that. I, I will, it's phenomenal. I so my my second um and it'll come as no surprise. Uh, maybe it will come as a surprise. I, some people might think I'm a fanboy, but <laughs> Game of Thrones, House of the Dragon. No shit. Um, <laughs> yeah. The, you know, shows that aren't going to live up to the hype. And I, I guess, like, the simplest answer here is how could it ever live up yeah, to Yeah, how could it? Like, you know what I mean? Like, it never really could. So it's already going to be naturally, like, bundled into this category. Dude, it's, it's I mean, one of the like, best it's shows. Like, what, five, how many years since it since the last season finished? Like, the time's gone. It, it's past. It, it, I, I, it's not even that the time's gone. It's more just, like, that was one of the, like, Game of Thrones is one of the, like, most culty best shows ever created despite literally goose egging face planning belly flopping insert phrase (laughs) the ending like it still carries that weight and so how are you gonna beat that like i don't know i don't think you really can not to mention after spending 31 million dollars on the pilot for a different spin-off they nixed it for this one so it's like okay well how good is this one then because you just spent 30 million dollars on a pilot and threw it in the bin so so this one's um Um, this one's about the targaryens right remind me i can't yeah so summary yeah yeah it's it's about it's set like i think 100 or 200 years before game of thrones Uh and it's about the targaryens and their their rise to power not really their rise but they're kind of at the peak of their power right 
and there's a part of their lore called the the dance with the dragons and it's um basically a civil war breaks out between the Trace targaryens to understand nerd alert <laughs> to understand or to to kind of determine who will be next in line i don't want to spoil it anymore but it's just a civil war in a royal family with dragons and badass white so hair. do you think there's going to be a lot of dragons um, in this one uh, this is set in the peak age of Ooh, dragons. Exciting. Like not like the peak the peak age of like Westerosi dragons. Not when they were so, getting smaller dragons, and smaller. No, this is like right before Ooh. that. So and and I guess like technically the age of old nerd alert, the age of old Valyria, where the Targaryens came from, was actually the peak we, age. We of need dragons. like a nerd alert is, siren. This is set after that. Um and it's I guess yeah, that's part of the problem, I think, right? Like I'm like, okay. You're in this, you know, big budget, 10 plus dragon, you know, setting. Like, is that going to kill the intimate character driven nature that made Game of Thrones, you know, the slow plotting, but really, really calculated, dense character building that made it so great? And are we going to get more of a season seven, season eight, as opposed to a season one through six? Speaking of Matt Smith earlier, he's in it as well. I wonder, I wonder how much. I actually think he looks really good in it. Okay. You like him with the blonde hair. I think he just looks like just the right amount of good looking and just the right <laughs> amount of creepy to be an incest baby. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> Please tell him that. Let's tweet, let's tweet Matt Smith immediately I, and let him know. <laughs> I think he, I, he pulls it off, bro. I think, I think um, the thing then, for like, me is, other, we'll, talk, we'll talk this to death, so I'm not going to go into it, was yeah. that, like you say, no, it does have an absolutely huge budget, right? And yeah. the the thing that made Game of Thrones for me, especially in the early seasons, was the, the low budget, man. Like I, I keep coming back to it, the episode where Tyrion gets knocked out at the beginning of a battle because they couldn't afford to show a full battle on screen. I'm like, that's that, that that made it for me. It was all in corridors and there was one one episode yeah. a season that actually had a big thing in it. I'm like, that made it for me, the fact that it didn't need to be a uh, $100 million season and everything was fucking huge yeah. and explosions were all CGI. I'm like, I want it to be about the characters. So you mentioned that. I find that really interesting that which way they're going to go with that. I feel like season three and four had it like best where it was like the peak amount of budget yeah. and the peak amount of like character driven moments. And after that, they kind of careened down yeah. and of, of leading more Hollywood. Which, but which the, the last did, thing uh, that's sorry, which season did Rob Stark get? Get three. three. Yeah. Yeah. That's my favorite season. Yeah. After, no. yeah. What's your favorite episode? Uh, we should save this for. I would say, like, I mean, it's it's pretty hard because like there's like two kinds of Game of Thrones episodes, right? There's like the character driven ones, and then there's like the I get uh, it. like battle episodes. My favorite's both. I would say, I would say mine would probably be the Battle for the Wall. Ah, okay. I really liked that one. Um, or the Hold the Door episode of yeah, that's six, a phenomenal episode. Yeah, I give you that. Yeah. But mine's mine's always gonna be the uh battle for the black water episode because it has everything it's a great episode. it has all it's of the character episode. development you find out exactly who joffrey really is you find out exactly who Tyrion yeah. is you find out how much for a dictator stannis is the fight scenes yeah. are amazing uh it's really the, good it's a great episode. little bits of cgi if we're not like it's got every, sorry i'm way going off topic here but like tell that that's the, that's what i want from this show i want mi- minimal like cgi minimal over-the-top spending all about the characters See, like you're not gonna get that you're gonna get massive cgi but i just wonder i, I just hope that the, they're able to weave it right and the one thing that kind of gives me pause but also gets me like okay like maybe it could happen is the writer doesn't have like a ton of history right he's got mm. like rampage hercules where i'm like oh gross yeah. but then he's got this show called colony which is like a cult classic apparently right. 
where it's like, which is exactly what we're asking for, right? It's about this alien invasion, I think, but it's not falling aliens. It's falling the, just the people okay. in it. So I'm like, okay, like maybe, maybe you got this. And I guess if I'm going to round this, it out, bro. like this is, yeah, <laughs> this is the one where, you know, I really, of all of them, I really do hope this one's good. And I think it has the most chance to be good. Like if you think about the Dance of Dragons was the best part of George's Fire and Blood book, which is a very boring I tone, really tried to read that and I failed. I got about... 10 so if you get, and trying to screw this. I was going to say, if you get to like the 50% mark, he talked that he covers the Dance of Dragons, and it was actually the only part that wasn't fucking boring. Right. And I really hope that like it focuses on these characters and the expansive world outside of Westeros, Essos, because that's such a big part of the lore, and it's where the Tar Targaryens came from. So you expect it'll kind of focus on that. And then perhaps like, you know, the casting looks really good. The directors are also the best directors from all the, all the Game Fair. of Thrones original... Fair um show and george himself has commented on that he's a big fan of what he's seen so far which he said not go for the last and two write seasons. the last two books dude he, he was he he said nothing for the really? last two seasons so i'm the fact that he was silent about that and he's speaking up here it gives me a little bit of hope. all right anyway what's your well, second that's all right i'm i'm yeah i'm with you i think it might yeah. it could even be a case of the first season sucks and you just have to push through I hope not. Who knows? <laughs> Who knows? Matt Smith. <laughs> yeah. uh, what did you say? He's just, he's half creepy enough, half good looking enough. Just what you want to hear. <laughs> to, to be an incest baby. Yeah. Yes. All right. Yeah. My second one. Uh, and we would be remiss if we didn't bring up at least something to do with the MCU, right? I mean, we, we tend to do that here. We talk a bit about it. Let's yes. be honest. I'm, I'm, I'm not going to wax lyrical about Peacemaker anymore. My second one is a bit of a random one. And it's one that I'd completely forgotten existed until I started looking into this. And it is Agatha House of Harkness. Now, it's easy to forget this one, right? Because it's essentially a spin-off of WandaVision. It gave us an absolute jam, Agatha, all along. We know who she is. She's she's she was the big it bad. Was Agatha. <laughs> yeah, it's it's a jam. But like I'm yeah. wondering let me explain why this is on my list. So I'm I'm sort of wondering how they're going to turn this character from being essentially a twist ending who you didn't know was a bad guy until sort of like the last episode from a show that was so well received and was so amazing about um you know wandavision was just this really compelling character examination of like grief and loss and how she was dealing with her ptsd and everything and it's just this random yeah. side character who you barely spent any time with and she was just well received. You know what I mean? Like everyone was like, ah, the only that was way good. they do it. Well, she did. She did a great job acting. I she, think. I'm not it, saying I think she's not great. And it? I'm saying that's one of my yeah. points. Actually, I was saying I feel like this is just a vehicle to keep Catherine Hahn on board in the Marvel sort of universe. And you know, it could even be a case of when Wanda's had her bad turn in, in, in Doctor Strange, it comes full circle and it comes back to where the comic books are, and she becomes like a bit of a mentor to Wanda. However, 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 I'm looking at this and I'm kind of going. Who is she again? <laughs> like you remember, you remember what's when it the, happened? What's the setup again? Yeah, well, ex ex have they given us exactly. any information? That's my point. You remember when it happened and we were? Is all it a like, prequel? We don't know. That's the point. So we don't probably. Really, it probably has to be a prequel. Yeah, we don't really know anything about it. We've got a. We don't even have a release date. We just know that one division writer Jacques Schaefer is back, baby, uh, coming back to to write and maybe direct as well. And it's not even going to be. Uh, filming yet like it was only announced mid last year so we record filming mid uh, 2023 maybe 24 so we yeah, know we nothing time. and i'm like uh, for me it's a case of you know how falcon and the wind soldier was just kind of 
meh like i didn't i yeah. didn't need yeah. to know those extra bits about those characters i feel like this is where this is gonna sit see if they do a prequel to expand on the chaos magic lore or whatever the hell they call yep. it um that is the only place for this i think well i mean it absolutely could like they showed glimpses of her and her witch coven from when yeah. she was back in the that's Salem my point witch that's my stuff. point that'd be pretty interesting yeah. but i don't but my next question to you is it's a rhetorical question is how does that move the story along it's rhetorical so i'm not allowed to answer. <laughs> you can't answer i just don't think it will i think i'm just a bit like i think that like it gives it, it it expands wanda's backstory from being a science experiment to being a part of something that's bigger and take like a it, it just creates lore that they could they could interweave into the mcu yeah. later right yeah i, I think that I get that's it. the goal of but it. you, you if, get if my do point that, why i don't sense. think it's gonna do I anything do. i feel it's just one of these i, I do i think that the worry here is that they were just like, "Oh, this is a, such a cool character. Let's make something." That's what I'm her, saying. Which you summarized Absolutely. quite well. Yeah, yeah, I think I think when so. she, when they when they streamed this to the the guys in Disney HQ, whenever uh, Agnes was on screen, they were all hitting the plus button. That the yes, we like Agnes. She's great. <laughs> and they've gone there. Fuck it. All right, let's do a show about it. And I'm like, I don't need to know more yeah. about this character. Like, I liked her. She was a great one off. Maybe have her back if they do like some something else with the one division side of things. I just, just don't care. Fair enough. I feel like that's that's the one that that's going to be the Aquaman of the uh, of the MCU. I think that Hawkeye is by far. No, so far been dude, the, the surely one it's going to be worse. Hawkeye at least ends well. Uh, well, I haven't seen the ending, so let me reserve judgment. That's your own fault. That's your own fault. Um, come on then, let's quickly jump on to your final because I'm excited to know, man. Like you built this up a minute ago, you've given me uh, you, you've you've given it the big build. Yeah, like I really really want this to succeed, but. Just like I had fears. I'm hoping it goes the way of the video game because I had fears about Halo Infinite Ooh. and they were assuaged. But my fears for Halo the show, I don't think will be assuaged. Ooh. So that's my, my top one. It's Halo the, the TV series. Look, there's um, I have literally a half a paragraph of things <laughs> I can say about Please, why I'm excited to succeed. So the first thing I'm going to say is like just the, the synopsis, right, is my biggest gripe. Halo is set to follow an epic 20th, 26th century conflict between humanity and an alien threat known as the Covenant. Halo will weave deeply drawn personal stories with action, adventure, and a richly imagined vision of the future. And it is inspired by the, the games, but it is its own non-canon story. If that doesn't scream the Resident Evil treatment oh my God, yeah, for, you're right. for a movie franchise, like... I don't know what does. And that is scary because that is a terrible franchise of movies. So, so and, and the funny part is like, I can see why you do that with resident evil as good as the story is in the games. Like it is kind of cheesy. It's like eighties cheesy thriller. Um, Halo is actually like a, a really good story. And like, you don't need to change it. Like, like fan a, you're going to piss off fans. The only people that are really going to come. <laughs> and well, that, B, that was, that was what I was going to say. Like fans love this property. <laughs> yeah. And B, usually it's not as good when you change it. So, like, the people you're trying to bring in, like, and, and make it more attainable and, I guess, uh, digestible to a non-video game audience, like, they're just going to be like, what is this? Because the story's not the same. The good part you took out, I, right? I feel, I feel so, like, so I was going to, I was actually, I, I haven't, but I was going to mention The the Last of Us, which is, in, I feel, in exactly the same space. Like, if you change it too much from the source material, you alienate fans. If you keep it too close to the source material, you alienate everyone like because people know how that that game ends and like halo like i mean i don't i know nothing about the games but i know how the game ends and how the first one ends 
I think it's like totally okay though to like like when you make a book, after a movie after a book, you don't change the ending usually. Like a lot of times, a lot of the core storyline is true. the same. It's very like, true. It's okay to know the ending. It's like how do you bring it to film in a way that's super striking and and basically you know brings the core of the book into a new medium. Like don't change the story just because it's a different medium. But anyway, so what do we know about reason. it? What, what yeah, do we know other than that synopsis? Because obviously Pablo, not, not Pablo much. Schreiber is going to be the main character, and I'm looking at him and I have no idea who this dude is. He's in Skyscraper. Not no, well. That's my other thing. Charlie Murphy's in this. Charlie movie. Murphy, the guy. Yes. <laughs> the last time I saw him, he was getting punched in the face by fucking Rick James. What, what did, so, what did like, the hand say to the face? <laughs> Slap. <laughs> <laughs> so my point being, like. I don't know that like they were able to attract like really good talent because of the screenplay based off the people that they pulled on. Right. And when I look at like the history of it, they went through at least two showrunners and a trillion other changes as this was developed. Yeah. But it's um, been developed over many, many years. It started off as a film yeah. and then it was going to be something else. It's like so. that Peter Jackson. Yep. Like that's my point. There's too many cooks in the kitchen between Bungie, Showtime, the showrunners, three other big name studios. Did you see the CGI they're using for the Cortana character? Yeah. It was kind of iffy, wasn't it? <laughs> it's like, it's like PS2 level. <laughs> it's so <Yeah>. <laughs> It just feels like too many opinions, and this show is one that, like, to do it well was, a, was like it needed focus and creative focus with a lens for both the game and its core mysteries, but also like the surrounding books that were really, really good okay. that are a part of the lore. And it sounds like they're just going to do their own thing. They're not really going to pay attention to that stuff, which kind of leads me to like my biggest reason for I think it, it's going to fail is that both like. The ecosystem around Master Chief and the history is part of what brought me in. Like the people Absolutely. and characters yeah. that he he leads. In the books, he's not this faceless character like he is in the games. You know what he looks like. You know his right. story. Um, his coaches, his adversaries as he's going through this training. All that stuff is really fleshed out. And that, that would look, that'd be great for a TV series. I don't think they're going to do that. The political dynamic dynamics and they're like kind of related moral grayness. So there's like the Spartan program, which I've talked about before, which yeah. is like completely created created for the wrong reasons but ends up saving humanity so the grain is there i like that though that, like that's the one this... bit i really took from the trailer like the whole spartan program bit i hope yeah. they follow through with that sort of political intrigue part i do too and then you have like own o and i which is like the cia of this this modern era kind of trying to basically politically they're in, in political conflict with the spartan program because they're their own division that's trying to kind of defeat the covenant in their own way and so there's almost this like what's the word homeland style Ooh. series uh of like the two government powers kind of battling and then you've got this whole mystery about like the lore that's more sci-fi and like the whole covenant theocracy and like how the covenant created this religion that they got all these people swarming uh -huh. into uh, for, of different alien races and i just don't think they're gonna dabble do, do, into that do you think, think they're just gonna, gonna go michael bay pew pew bang bang yes exactly <laughs> that's the problem and that's the story that brought me in i just don't think that like they're gonna use the mystery in this massive expanding lore that kind of includes elements of action i think they're gonna turn this into an action movie that just has the names of those things and they die and i'm with you i end. think as a tv so, show it's a tough balance man like with with any beloved medium like anything anything at all Unless you're Peter Jackson making the original Lord of the Rings films, I think it's going to be really hard to adapt in any sense. And speaking of, that is the best segue I've ever yeah. done. My third one. Yeah, look at you. My third <laughs> one is literally that. It's Lord of the Rings, the Ring of Power show. So, sorry to just cut you completely off there. I just cannot see how this can be good. Like in my head, like I'm still burnt from those Hobbit movies. 
like i don't have any sentimentality for it anymore like all of the lord of the rings mythology that i i know about and have loved over the years kind of got burnt with those hobbit books like i still obviously love the original films but this has been touted as like the tv's first one billion dollar show and i'm like are Amazon trying too hard here? Are they like, are yes. they like, the answer is yeah, yes. are they putting all their eggs in, in <laughs> one basket? Pretty fucking much. And the, te- the sort of like tagline too big to fail has been thrown around. And I'm like, I don't, I feel like this could be just a huge disaster. So the thing I want to know is who, who's writing this? Because if they created this own, their own story that was like true to the tones and themes of like J.R.R. Tolkien's stories, and just explore them in different ways using his lore. Like you could see how this might be successful, but that's a big if to find someone capable of doing that yeah. is really hard. And I don't, I don't know these writers. There's Patrick McKay. J.R.R. Tolkien is there saying the writer, but who's the actual writer of the, well, the creators of the show, of the Patrick show. McKay. And I'm looking at his filmography now and he literally has flash star Trek, flash Gordon <laughs> <laughs> and this. <laughs> star Trek. Oh, they got Brian Cogman. I mean, John D. Payne. He's pretty good. It's got some pretty heavy hitters behind it, but like honestly, for me, outside of the being burnt by it, like I just feel for a show that's coming out in what September, we know nothing about this. There's been it's by design though, surely. Sh- surely it is, but it could also be because yeah. it's been chopped and changed a bunch of times. Interestingly, one thing though that I did want to shout out was that the cast is kind of a bunch of unknowns. I find that really, yeah, really that's interesting. Good, like for me, that's. I, like that's a Game of Thrones move right there. That's kind of positive. I like that. Yeah, I'm feeling like that could be a good thing. But then when I saw the teaser, I was like, this just looks so generic fancy. And I've seen so many generic fancies recently. I'm just like, I just don't need another one. So it's fair. We'll see what they do. But like, I I did like the fact that the biggest name that I knew was actually no, I don't even. I thought that was someone else. I don't know anyone. <laughs> you literally, you're right. I literally know don't no know one. anyone. <laughs> Yeah. No, I'm the same. Like, I don't. I really don't know any of these characters. Like I say, the the teaser didn't really strike me, but it does have uh, the Witcher director. I'm gonna butch the second name, Chloe Branston, who uh, she's joined the series to apparently do two episodes. And you know, I really like how that Witcher series went on, especially the second one. Damn, that was one of my favorite series, fancy wise, for a long time. So you mix that with the they're gonna be doing adult content too. I'm not sure how Lord of the Rings that is, but. It's I not. just it's actually very That's what I'm saying. I I feel like they've they've tried to go an edgy different direction uh, and make it appeal to so many different sectors and, and completely forgotten to really appeal to the people it matters, which is the people who like Lord of the Rings. I'll tell you what though, looking at this like the set pieces, it will be beautiful. That Billy, you can see it. Like I'm just looking at the like the different screenshots and grabs that have been released and it like it's gonna look good on my big TV. That's for damn sure. <laughs> it's gonna look good, but that doesn't that literally doesn't tell you what the story's gonna be. Oh no, I have no idea about that. <laughs> well, that's my that's my third one. We would love to know what you guys think is gonna bomb in the next couple of years. But before we before we get to moving on, I did have one dishonorable mention. I don't know if you had any. Um, I don't, but I can come up with one if you. Well, like. I'll give you a quick one. I'd love to know what your thoughts are, and we'll very quickly touch on the Witcher Blood Origin which is a prequel to the Witcher show we've currently got. And it's building out the mythology and the backgrounds for a lot of the stuff and all the different feuds and all that stuff going hey, on. And nemesis. Yeah. And, and break it and breaking down the, the entire continent. So I'm interested, but I don't think we need it this soon. Do you? I think that they're just trying to build this wor- world world. And I'm not worried about that one. Like, cause 
honestly what I've come to realize from The Witcher is I like it. Yeah, yeah. And it doesn't it doesn't deserve the expectations that I give it at the Ooh. same time. Does that make yeah, sense? Yeah. Like it doesn't it doesn't necessarily deserve to be a show that gets super analyzed. But it doesn't mean I don't like it. It's kind of like The Mandalorian. Like it doesn't deserve to have like this massive analysis put on it. It kind of is what it is. And I, I don't like know what it. you mean. I'm going to analyze every second of it. And before this comes out, we're so, absolutely going to do the second season of The Witcher. For sure, for sure. I, I would say my biggest ones, I would say The Rangers of the New Republic oh, yeah. um, probably would be a, or and or Mass Effect, which got announced that they're making a series. I'm like, I don't know how I you're going to pull that, that off. Because like, the whole point of Mass Effect was like, you create your shepherd, yeah, yeah. right? And so it's like, how do they, it's kind of like The Witcher as well. It's like, how do you do that? well well you have to stick to the tones and themes i guess of the different ways you could go but the rangers of the new new republic was just because a they were going to center it around that chick that sucks and she's gone oh so maybe yeah. it'll be good sorry i know what you mean because she became a ranger what was her name I, the one that like basically got got canceled yeah right, i forgot so. i know exactly i got it gina gina carano something like that she got canceled very quickly yeah she was going to lead that and now she's not so maybe it'll be better for that reason who's going to lead it I don't know. It doesn't seem like a super intriguing topic for me. The Rangers of the New Republic. Probably the Mandalorian. <laughs> yeah. 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 The Old Republic was a different story because they're in this like crazy setting where there's all these Jedis and Siths and Very true. Bullshit. But you've got to move on from that at some point, yeah. mate. You can't have Star Wars just being that forever. I get it. I'm just saying I don't think it'll be good. Well, like I say, anyway. we would love to know what you guys think will bomb of the upcoming TV shows. And again, disclaimer, we don't want these to fail. We just think there's a good chance. We just expect them to. There's a good chance that maybe We're just they're a little bit off, off kilter. But um, shall we skip into correspondence? Do it to it. We've had a little bit while we've been away. Um, I'm just going to send you every week we ask, every week, I say that, every week we ask for memes. Uh, I love memes. Please send us superhero themed memes. And I'm going to quickly just forward one on to you now, DL, because I think you'll really like this one. This was sent to us by friend of the show, Bertie. And I think you'll really enjoy this one. It's a little dark, uh, and maybe you can describe it to the listeners. So we've got Batman <laughs> and Spider Man, and like kind of like you know, like really they're going at each other. Get ups, like sh- yeah, they're 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 trying to get at each other. Stan, I think it's Stanley. It is Stanley. Yeah, and they're they're in like the '80s get up shot. Like this is the stuff you'd see on Hollywood Boulevard. These these suits, they're not very very impressive. They're trying to fight each other, and he says, "Stop, or I'll call your parents." Oh, wait. <laughs> Brutal. Face. Oh, Brutal. Wait. Oh, yeah, false Spider-Man. Is, thank you, Birdie. That, that right up your alley. Right, huh? up, right, up the, right up my alley for sure, dude. I love I, yeah. I love dark memes. Please, please do send us any more memes you guys, uh, you guys see. Um, we had a couple of other bits. Lucky Social Media Guy. Um, he wanted, we, we were actually talking the other day about the Lord of the Rings show interestingly in line with what we are we were just talking about and he said there's apparently been a ton of people online who are frustrated because the show's going to be in quotation marks too woke i don't know um i don't know anything about how that. do they know that how would they even know i have that? no idea so i'm intrigued also what is that what about lord of the rings would be woke dude i don't know where where are they going with this people got opinions on everything i know dude. i'm intrigued so thank you Wild thank times. you Lockie. final one Friend of the show, Matt, messaged in off the back of our movies we're most excited to see in 2022. And he said, how on earth did we not talk about Black Adam or The Flash? I mean, I know why you didn't talk about it. Cause, I'm cause just not Marvel excited kill. about them. <laughs> <laughs> I'm actually genuinely really excited for that Flash movie. I mean, it is a Batman movie, really, but I'm super pumped yeah. for that. I think it's going to be 
incredible. He also mentioned we didn't talk about Knives Out 2 or Sonic 2. And Oh, dude, I'm actually super excited for Knives same. Out 2. So that's a fair how, call. How that. good was Knives Out 1? Is it, is it a book? I'm not 100% sure. I don't think so. Because I love that style of book. I might be I might be having to find that out. I mean, anyway. it might be. I know, I know um, it's going to be set on a completely different set of characters. The main, the main dude who's uh, Daniel Craig's character, he's coming back. He is going to, again, be the lead investigator. But I think this one's going to be set on a cruise ship, I believe, from the teaser we saw. So that's going to be an awesome one. Thank you, friend of the show, man. Like I say, please, 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 please send us any memes or let us know what you, what you guys think. What you think is going to bomb over the next couple of years TV show-wise. Please do let, let us know. Let us know if you think we're wrong. Let us know if you think we're idiots. We absolutely are. <laughs> There's no debating that. It's a matter of scale. Yeah. There is absolutely no debating that. Shall we wrap up the show, Dio? Ah, yeah, we should, man. Thank you, everybody. Thank you, everyone. Don't forget the competition at Podcast Assemble. Get on that. Where can they find us? They can find us at the Podcast Assemble at gmail.com or Podcast Assemble on Instagram. If you like what you're hearing, give us a five star review. Why not? We got a new review the other day. We've actually got three five star reviews now. I'm pumped. But Oh, wow. Apparently, it helps with the algorithms and stuff, so please do give us a five-star review or any review you want. Thank you to the Lockheed Social Media guy, as always, and thank you, DL. Thank you, Tommy. Talio. It's good to be back, boys. Talio!